1: Nevertheless, the gloom of the distressed land will not be like that of the former times when he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future he will bring honor to the way of the sea, to the land east of the Jordan, and to Galilee of the nations. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. A light is dawned on those living in the land of darkness. You have enlarged the nation and increased its joy. The people have rejoiced before you as they rejoice at harvest time, and as they rejoice when dividing spoils. For you have shattered their oppressive yoke, the rod on their shoulders, the staff of their oppressor, just as you did on the day of Midian. For every trampling boot of battle and the bloodied garments of war will be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child will be born for us, a son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. The dominion will be vast, and its prosperity will never end. He will reign on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish and sustain it with justice and righteousness from now on and forever. The zeal of the Lord of Armies will accomplish this. The Lord sent a message against Jacob. It came against Israel. All the people, Ephraim and the inhabitants of Samaria will know it. They will say with pride and arrogance, The bricks have fallen, but we will rebuild with cut stones. The sycamores have been cut down, but we will replace them with cedars. The Lord has raised up Rezan's adversaries against him and stirred up his enemies. Aram from the east and Philistia from the west have consumed Israel with open mouths. In all this, his anger has not turned away, and his hand is still raised to strike. The people did not turn to him who struck them. They did not seek the Lord of armies. So the Lord cut off Israel's head and tail, palm branch and reed in a single day. The head is the elder, the honored one. The tail is the prophet, the one teaching lies. The leaders of the people mislead them, and those they mislead are swallowed up. Therefore the Lord does not rejoice over Israel's young men, and has no compassion on its fatherless and widows. For everyone is a godless evildoer, and every mouth speaks folly. In all this his anger has not turned away, and his hand is still raised to strike. For wickedness burns like a fire that consumes thorns and briars and kindles the forest thickets so that they go up in a column of smoke. The land is scorched by the wrath of the Lord of armies, and the people are like fuel for the fire. No one has compassion on his brother. They carve meat on the right, but they are still hungry. They have eaten on the left, but they are still not satisfied. Each one eats the flesh of his arm. Manasseh eats Ephraim, and Ephraim Manasseh. Together both are against Judah. In all this his anger has not turned away, and his hand is still raised to strike. Isaiah chapter 10 Woe to those enacting crooked statutes and writing oppressive laws to keep the poor from getting a fair trial, and deprive the needy among my people of justice, so that widows can be their spoil and they can plunder the fatherless. What will you do on the day of punishment, when devastation comes from far away? Who will you run to for help? Where will you leave your wealth? There will be nothing to do except crouch among the prisoners, or fall among the slain. In all this, his anger is not turned away, and his hand is still raised to strike. Woe to Assyria, the rod of my anger, The staff is in their hands, is my wrath. I will send him against a godless nation. I will command him to go against a people destined for my rage, to take spoils to plunder, and to trample them down like clay in the streets. But this is not what he intends. This is not what he plans. It is his intent to destroy and to cut off many nations. For he says, aren't all my commanders kings? Isn't Kano like Carchemish? Isn't Hamath like Arpad? Isn't Samaria like Damascus? As my hand sees the kingdom of worthless images, kingdoms whose idols exceeded those of Jerusalem and Samaria, as I did to Samaria and its worthless images, will I not also do to Jerusalem and its idols? But when the Lord finishes all his work against Mount Zion and Jerusalem, he will say, I will punish the king of Assyria for his arrogant acts and the proud look in his eyes, for he said, I have done this by my own strength and wisdom, for I am clever. I abolished the borders of nations and plundered their treasures like a mighty warrior. I subjugated the inhabitants. My hand is reached out as if into a nest to seize the wealth of the nations. Like one gathering abandoned eggs, I gathered the whole earth. No wing fluttered, no beak opened or chirped. Does an axe exalt itself above the one who chops with it? Does a saw magnify itself above the one who saws with it? It would be like a rod waving the ones who lift it. It would be like a staff lifting the one who it wood. Therefore, the Lord God of armies will inflict an emaciating disease on the well-fed of Assyria, and he will kindle a burning fire under its glory. Israel's light will become a fire and its Holy One a flame. In one day it will burn and consume Assyria's thorns and thistles. He will completely destroy the glory of its forest and orchards, as a sickness consumes a person. The remaining trees of its forest will be so few in number that a child could count them. On that day the remnant of Israel and the survivors of the house of Jacob will no longer depend on the one who struck them but they will faithfully depend on the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. The remnant will return, the remnant of Jacob, to the mighty God, Israel. Even if your people were as numerous as the sand of the sea, only a remnant of them will return. Destruction has been decreed. Justice overflows. For throughout the land, the Lord God of armies is carrying out a destruction that was decreed. Therefore, the Lord God of armies says this, my people who dwell in Zion, do not fear Assyria, though they strike you with a rod and raise their staff over you as the Egyptians did. In just a little while, my wrath will be spent and my anger will turn to their destruction. And the Lord of armies will brandish a whip against him as he did when he struck Midian at the rock of Horeb, and he will raise his staff over the sea as he did in Egypt. On that day, his burden will fall from your shoulders and his yoke from your neck. The yoke will be broken because your neck will be too large. Assyria has come to Oth, and has gone through Migran, storing their equipment at Michmash. They crossed over at the ford, saying, We will spend the night at Geba. The people of Ramah are trembling. Those at Gebir of Saul have fled. Cry aloud, daughter of Galim. Listen, Lasha! Anathoth is miserable. Mammonah has fled. The inhabitants of Gabim have sought refuge. Today the Assyrians will stand at Nob, shaking their fist at the mountain of Daughter Zion, the hill of Jerusalem. Look, the Lord God of armies will chop off the branches with terrifying power, and the tall trees will be cut down. The high trees failed. He is clearing the thickets of the forest with an axe, and Lebanon with its majesty will fall.
2: 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Boasting is necessary. It is not profitable, but I will move on to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who was caught up to the third heaven 14 years ago. Whether he was in the body or out of the body, I don't know. God knows. I know that this man, whether in the body or out of the body, I don't know. God knows was caught up into paradise, and heard inexpressible words, which a human being is not allowed to speak. I will boast about this person, but not about myself, except of my weaknesses. For if I want to boast, I wouldn't be a fool, because I would be telling the truth. But I will spare you, so that no one can credit me with something beyond what he sees in me or hears from me, especially because of the extraordinary revelations. Therefore so that I would not exalt myself, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to torment me, so that I would not exalt myself. Concerning this, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it would leave me, but he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. Therefore, I will most gladly boast all the more about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may reside in me. So I take pleasure in weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and in difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I have been a fool. You forced it on me. You ought to have commended me, since I am not in any way inferior to those super apostles, even though I am nothing. The signs of an apostle were performed with unfailing endurance among you including signs and wonders and miracles. So in what way are you worse off than the other churches? Except that I personally did not burden you. Forgive me for this wrong. Look, I am ready to come to you this third time. I will not burden you, since I am not seeking what is yours, but you. For children not not save up for their parents, but parents for their children. I will most gladly spend and be spent for you. If I love you more, am I to be loved less? Now granted, I did not burden you, yet sly as I am, I took you in by deceit. Did I take advantage of you by any of those I sent you? I urged Titus to go, and I sent the brother with him. Titus didn't take advantage of you, did he? Didn't we walk in the same spirit and in the same footsteps? Have you been thinking all along that we were defending ourselves to you? No, in the sight of God, we are speaking in Christ, and everything, dear friends, is for building you up. For I fear that perhaps when I come, I will not find you to be what I want, and you may not find me to be what you want. Perhaps there will be quarreling, jealousy, angry outbursts, selfish ambitions, slander, gossip arrogance, and disorder. I fear that when I come, my God will again humiliate me in your presence, and I will grieve for many who sinned before and have not repented of the moral impurity, sexual immorality, and sensuality they practiced.
0: This has been the Bible 365 Podcast, a production of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church and School in Edmond, Oklahoma in collaboration with Cinematic Waves, TV and film post-production studios. The Christian Standard Bible is copyright 2017 by Holman Bible Publishers, used by permission. Having heard the word for today, may the same Holy Spirit who inspired Scripture now inspire faith in you to live each day as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Love God, love one another, and love your neighbor.